Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV. Our coverage of 1899 rolls on. We'll be covering episodes five and six. So once again, early episode warning. If you have not watched both episodes, don't listen to this podcast. Go back and watch both, then come back before you start seven and eight. So you're on the same page as us. Uh, Episode five is What the Calling. Episode six, The Pyramid. Just... Two, again, fantastic fucking episodes. I feel like every time I watch one, I want to just talk to every person I've ever met in my entire life and just send out a mass text to all of my contacts. Um, so <laughs> I will let someone else take the floor, then we'll circle back to me. And then we'll do our same old song and dance of not taking things chronologically, just trying to attack maybe smaller bits, which you know inform further conversation, which then eventually we try to get to everything. I'll jump in really quick here. I'm trying to go back and remember. I believe I watched dark season one and two didn't have a season three out yet and then rewatched one two and three as three came out but it was before the podcast and i can't remember another show that has had me like thinking this much and i'm just so confused slash have just so many ideas and i'm just trying to remember if dark was like that in the same way where you really just don't know what the heck is going on. And like, I mean, we obviously have our theories, but I'm fully expecting the next two episodes to, to finish the se- season off to just blow my freaking mind to the max where we were joking about when I was on episode one and two, we were saying, oh, we have these cute theories and it's going to blow it out of the water by the end. Well, maybe the institution thing isn't far off. I think we're getting kind of there, but a lot, you know, but it, it's just going to keep getting crazier and crazier and I, I'm ready for it. But I just, it's been a while since I've been like this confused and thinking this much on a show. Yeah. It's almost intimidating to have the podcast and try and convey what we think was going on in the screen, because we could all have such different interpretations of this insane stuff that we just saw. Mm-hmm. This escalated way beyond my expectations for six episodes deep i don't think dark even escalated to this level that's what i yeah that's what dark I was is to get more at. is wide scope and this is easier to make the pacing quick because we're we are isolated to a ship plus wherever the father is um but these episodes just destroyed me i don't even know what to think right now i we we missed some easy things we were very close with some of the bigger things. Um, like you mentioned about the asylum, very close. If this breaks, if this boils down to just complete experimentation. Um, but 
I don't know. I'll hand it over to B Toms because he hasn't had a chance to to speak on any of the first four. So if you could just give us a little bit of because B Toms is, is new to this. He's never seen dark and he just went in blind. And so B Toms, what do you think so far? Thank you for the intro. Yeah, I haven't seen dark. So I guess stylistically, just this storytelling is new to me. And it's a lot. I am uh, fully overwhelmed. I am questioning <laughs> everything about the reality, um, but it's but it's good. It 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 really is good. It's captivating. It's just like a thriller through and through. I'm constantly on the edge of my seat. I think the acting is superb. Like the way they transition from language to language. I hope you guys have discussed that. It's just like very mm-hmm, impressive. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bilingual people that are acting, so that's just really cool. But it's yeah, like Jimmy, you were kind of getting at. It's been a while since I've been so engrossed and like really actively trying to theorize and rationalize what's going on in the TV show. And, you know, I'm captivated. Honestly, it's just very unique and it's cool. Luke, like you said, it's it's kind of isolated to this ship scenario. But I think we're about to blow the world wide open. I think we're about to get a lot more of what's going on off of the ship. Um, And hell, we might even find out we've never been on a ship in the timeline that we're viewing here um mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. so many questions and i do apologize in advance if i repeat anything that you guys covered in the first four episodes again i have not been able to listen to the first two episodes of coverage here so uh but yeah thumbs up yeah, yeah we've been pounding through these first couple episodes just to make sure we get them out for you guys when the this uh season drops and brian we did give you a shout out early on the pod because it's not that you didn't want to watch Dark. It's because <laughs> yeah. you were doing it for the pod, man. You were doing it for the pod because we wanted to do Rooks and Vets. I don't know if we're ever going to fully be able to say, like, gosh, should we should we really take it off the table and let Brian watch? But eventually you're going to have to watch, man. Um, <laughs> I do other... want to podcast cover it. I, I've been I thinking about it, too. I, I think a season by season coverage might be Oof. the only thing that's appropriate because like 30 so episodes hard. is so much. Um, mm-hmm. but... Six hour coverage per season. Yeah, right. Yes. Well, we, can, exhibited- we can visit and talk about it after this season <laughs> and see kind of like how this goes and then think about like all the things that happened over the course of this season and think about doing all of that in one podcast episode. Because it's similar. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a little tough, but we, I mean, something to talk about. It is really like I had said on the first episode we did of this. It's like the ultimate white whale. Like that is, if we ever get to do dark, I think I could just quit the podcast after that. I won't. <laughs> don't worry, Jimmy. I won't. But. Why are you saying it's just me? Why about Luke and Brian? They, they well, you're the boss, bro. You're the boss. You're going to have to there. hire my replacement, bro. You're the fucking <laughs> CHR or whatever. All I can say is watching this show is not making it any easier not to watch Dark because yeah. this yeah. is fantastic. And it's the same for us. We've already seen Dark and I already want to go back and watch it. Yep, exactly. Um, before exactly. we get started, B-Toms, I want to know who your favorite character and least favorite character is. I guess you have six episodes of material to work with. So who are you thinking? I mean, I'm not a fan of Lucienne as the French man. And did we get his backstory episode five? That kind of all blend together. Episode that four. four. That was four. I think it was four. Yeah. yeah. I think he has shown just a great betrayal of uh, Jerome. Um, mm-hmm. And just he's kind of I. we got a lot to go over. Lucienne is my least favorite. That's the first thing that came to mind. Favorite. I kind of like the French woman, actually. And I forget yes. her name. Good, good, good These answer. are good answers. Good answer. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with her. Those are good. Yeah, those yeah, are good we, answers. We all like kind that. of agreed. I think yeah, that Lucian was our least favorite, and that okay. uh, yeah. that Clements, aka Clementine, is uh, is definitely one of the Clementine, most interesting yeah. characters. 
honestly, she's I did someone that we don't really have her backstory yet. I like the three girls, Mara, the uh, the French woman, and uh, the Dutch woman, the pregnant so, one. My okay, opinion. so I guess just kind of just trying to roll out episode five stuff. Um, there's a lot of we, – we get a lot of pyramid, boy, Daniel – next level kind of shit so i guess maybe to start with it's next level but it's still kind of boat level i guess you could say of just this once the boy ends up quote unquote i mean he saves mara essentially from the bullet we -hmm. get this sound and this bell tolling and then everyone all the npcs basically and a few of our actual characters just kind of start getting in a trance and walking around the ship and this was intense because luke and i talked about it on the last podcast episode that, yeah, we kind of need some deaths in the show. And then all of a sudden, right in this episode, we lose pretty much the entire ship, which was crazy. And at this point, I was still going off lightly. It's the institution. So my initial thought was exactly what you said, Kyle. The people jumping off the ship are the NPCs that are just part of like the hallucination or the whatever you want to say it's called for these characters that are in the institution so everyone who didn't get affected by the toll is somehow in the institution and then all of a sudden i'm like all right the mom but then but then it starts adding people as it goes on because at first i was like all right the mom is seeing is hearing things um more thinks she's like oh please don't say i'm crazy i'm not crazy i'm not crazy i was trying to like list people that may have some kind of mental illness that could be the main characters and not the NPCs. But then the mom all of a sudden starts going crazy and she's getting ready to jump off the ship eventually too when they're tying each other down. So it, it was just a mess, but it was so ominous. They, I wonder how many times they actually choreographed the way these characters were jumping off the ship because you have to find the most creepy way to do it. And I think they figured it out. It's like, it's, it's not Tommen from game of Thrones because they kind of go forward and then turn at the last second, but it was pretty freaking ominous the way they did the reverse it. Tommen. Yeah. Reverse Tommen. Yeah. Dude, it I don't even like have any guesses me. here with what the fuck was going on with, with uh, this, this bell, this you, you're set, you're sticking with the NPC idea, but I think it's more, to me, stuck as like almost weak-minded, and I know Crestor definitely falls under that category. And you can credit Mama Dane with being strong-minded and at least a little stubborn, so that could be why she resisted. And it could just boil down to the fact that the longer that note affects you, it, it eventually will kick in. Because I think Angel resisted at first, but then fell he was into like the trap. singing and talking to himself in the middle of it. Remember, and then he never actually he never he yeah. Go ahead, Brian. I feel like the assumption is it it overtakes everybody, but they just had the wherewithal to tie themselves down and fight it off. The one dude said that it was contagious, too. So like one person got it and then it just spread like wildfire. Or do you know nah, Lucian's a- not trustworthy as a source? Well, there. it was Jerome. Who it said was Jerome. It. Yeah. Or but that was, that was just the terminology that they use. And yeah, he was just speculating, too. But. They all tied themselves down and then there was a scene change and it came back to them like, I think we survived it. So I think the assumption has to be they all got overtaken by it. Well, I took it like no, because the mom was being shown as like fighting her shackles pretty much. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you're going to be okay, mom. You're going to be okay." The other ones seemed like they were just standing there. I thought it was kind of I don't know if I'm fully on board with the weak minded thing. And I kind of I but I do think that makes sense to me where it's like. It was gradually, and and again to you, Brian, like it was gradually probably going to happen to everybody, but I don't think it got to a lot of them towards the end, our main characters, I mean. 
Well, to go back to Kyle using the word NPC, I'm starting to think that this is kind of like an inception scenario and these NPCs can be manipulated by the ship company owner or whatever it is. So he might have just been like, okay, it's the time in the inception where I just want to kill off all of the crew and isolate the people that I'm focused on. And he just pressed the button and his NPCs. <laughs> and we, all, we also have to think about the fact that you could press a button and some of them just disappear. Like yeah. they're just nothing. They could just go, they go off the screen or they pass out and they're, and you're there. It's like a robot almost like we saw yeah. the guy that, you know, spoiler alert, you know, the, the first mate ends up being a part of it. And when that guy starts annoying him, boom, he pressed the button. The guy falls over. There's a couple of times that happens. So it just seems like, they're just not they're just like pawns. They're pieces of the simulation or the hallucination, whatever it is. What was your guys perception of the first mate going into this? Because were you guys expecting this reveal? No, I thought it was something. I thought it was nice that he it felt like he was kind of standing by the captain, but he felt like he was alone in that. So it's a dangerous position for him to be in. So he was kind of almost letting himself get dragged along by the mutiny. But I, I just thought like he was just throwing shit at the wall when he opened up that panel and started pushing the buttons. But obviously yeah, he was doing I, all that. I on didn't purpose. really take it as like yeah. the first time they show him doing that, he's obviously doing a signal. And I didn't really take it as like that's a secret panel that you can send back to the shipping company. I thought it was like what Kyle said, where it's just like, help <laughs> pretty yeah. much, you know. But I mean, obviously even when he's still playing the part, it gets to the point where hindsight, you know, where he's like, we got to get the kid. He's the contagious one. Let's get that kid. And that's obviously his only job on the ship. Yeah, that's definitely a case of like watching it. I'm sure the second time where you'll probably notice a lot more things about him where it's like, oh, right. that's that's a funny expression or oh, that's that's an interesting action by him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got and then I guess a little part that I liked personally beyond, you know, obviously the mystery and the thriller part is nice. I like that. We're getting this, like, uh, what, the Olek and Ling Yi. So she obviously watches her mom take the swan dive off the edge. And she is kind of going against the tide of people when she's coming down the stairs. Olek, we've called him out. Very, very nice guy. Probably the, seems like almost the best, like, actual person Mm -hmm. that's on the ship. Uh, And I just like that they kind of have given them that moment with each other. And then obviously we get another moment in episode six. All right. So you you, you don't even need the language barrier. Still love, man. Love, yeah, love it's beats fine. all. <laughs> it's fine. We because we have talked about it a lot that it's almost funny that they just keep talking. Everyone just tries to talk to each other in so, a completely different language. But they seem to comprehend and understand more than I would expect them to. So yeah. I'm wondering if that's part of everything that's going on. Just the language barriers are blurred because it's like a an inception or a simulation, or more is starting to think it's her dream. Sorry, I ran yeah. out of breath there. <laughs> so, I mean, some of them, some of them say straight up, like, I don't know what you're saying, bro. Like, and and I kind of took it like the father is watching them, and not that he knows they're gonna do this, but they're almost just talking to themselves. Like they're out loud thinking, you know, they're they're thinking out loud. You know, when when he knows Ling Yi can't talk, he just starts saying stuff, and and same thing when Lucian's talking to um. I think he's talking to Lingy at once at one time as well. Like when there's the language barrier, if it was me and I start talking, you see like the, the, the glance the, or the glaring thing over their, their eyes where they're just like, I don't know what you're saying, man. I, I would be like, all right, sorry. But 
they're just talking straight up. Like it's like they're talking to themselves because they just need to get it out, whatever they need to say. Yeah. I think the the scene in episode six with Ramiro and Anchor, aka Tom Marilyn, is that scene kind of clicked for me of where it feels like it's almost they don't even need the words. They can just the it's such at this point in the story, it's such high stress and like emotional things are happening that they're just picking up almost on the emotion and like getting the idea of what they mean. Like Ramiro didn't know what the fuck yeah. Anchor was talking about that he was a farmer and his grandfather was a farmer, but he understood mm-hmm. that there was something that Some had been weighing on him forever and he's letting it out in this moment. So then he kind of ends it with like, it, it'll be okay. And I think he says you're forgiven for your sins. And it's like very ironic. They're both fake priests pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so before we want to guess, dive more into episode six, we do have some things that happen in episode five. I don't really know which one to take first, but I guess we can take the fact that Let's do the time Mars... bubble. We have to okay. do the early time bubble because that like happens right at the beginning of the episode and kind yeah. of kicks into motion all these really fun plot lines. And And honestly... I've been talking a lot of shit on the boy, but I think he turned this franchise around a little bit, especially in uh, (laughs) episode six when he starts speaking finally. And I have I have a theory on him, too. That's kind of changing. I'm sure it's the same one because we've been on the anytime it's been about Daniel or the boy, me and Jimmy have been saying the same (laughs) stuff. Uh, I won't get into that now, but I'll set the scene here because the magic cabinet is a very important piece of this. And that could Mm -hmm. be. If this is not a physical spot, like that could be the entrance into it because that's kind of gets shown by the first mate later. And I don't know what was going on with the boy getting put there after fake dying, but the time bubble, this was crazy. Daniel tried really hard to make Mara not get to the cabinet and open the, the cabinet for the little boy. But as soon as she crossed a certain threshold, it seems like he activates the black mini pyramid, freezing time for everybody but them, because as soon as they leave the room, like time goes back to normal. But mm-hmm. this was like the next step up of this exponential craziness. We keep getting episode over episode. This caught me by surprise. I did not think we were going here this quickly. What did you guys think? It's here, here <laughs> we are. Like, here we are. Like I as a podcast, right? I hate it. I wanted to start off this episode by just being like, I don't want to say I don't know shit, but like. Mm-hmm. As this show's going on, I just keep thinking logically in my head, like, is there really any supernatural to it? Is it just like some high tech institution, hallucination, simulation, where almost like what you're saying, Brian, where it's inception, but it's and it but it's more like technological, you know, where they're showing the parts of the ship where they're they're hitting the buttons and things are happening and it happening and it's not as much supernatural. But then the time thing that is still like it could be both ways. Like it can be that the kids somehow use the pyramid to control this simulation. And Kyle, I mean, we are getting a little bit closer to the thing that you're saying. Like I'm not fully like against the fact that it could be like an institution, but the patients are in a some kind of simulation where it's like virtual reality or something. Okay, I, to clear the record on that, I didn't. I'm not predicting that. I said that would be my least like favorite. It. That would be yeah, my least right. favorite way for them to go. Right, mm-hmm. and I'm not like. I don't even know if I'm fully like saying that's off the table at this point. Like I still can see it. I could argue for it. I still don't think it's the best scenario, but I I think it's there. But you know, with the bug, I'm still trying to figure out this damn bug. The thing that's growing, the uh, material, we got to yeah, think of a name for that. Growing, I just can't. I mean, much. it obviously seems like it's the same material as the pyramid and the big one and the small one. 
So I, I just can't I can't figure out if there's going to be supernatural to it or if it's all like highly advanced technological simulation inception kind of stuff. And the bullet didn't really help either way, to be honest. So <laughs> that's why I'm saying I don't want to say I don't know shit, but I don't know shit. So let me ease your mind and say that there's definitely going to be supernatural something going on. Like, that's just ease the me. way these guys. Yeah, these guys I mean, go. so it, it totally will be that. And a really important rule that I'm using to stop or help create some of my theories are that the dad wants the little pyramid. He said that explicitly outside of the boat, meaning whatever's happening has to at some level be physical. And I feel like that's supported by the first mate being able to go in and out through the cabinet. I don't know if we're in a separate dimension. I don't know if it's, if that's just like a magic portal in there to a different part of the world and everything is truly in the world, but that's just like a rule I've been using. The only thought I had about the bubble was that it reminded me of Wayne from Mistborn. Yes. Too. And Yo. speaking of the lost metal just came out. So yes. that also, that also helped Shout me make that Brandon connection Sanderson. in my head. Yeah. With the, with the bubble like that. So that was the only, literally the only thought me- I had when that happened was like, Oh, Wayne. Yep. And it made mm-hmm. me think of Wanted with curving the bullet, man. Just curve that bullet. James <laughs> McAvoy. Age a little bit Shout out. Uh, I know. I know. That's one of the first James <laughs> McAvoy uh, movies. I was like, all right, this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> all right. So honestly, at this point, we can kind of just continue with all of this boy pyramid stuff. The big thing that we get dropped here that is <laughs> looking back, I'm can't believe none of us really we actually might have said it but no one really came out and flag planted it that mara's father is the ship company owner um her and ike uh, captain ike have that conversation yeah about they finally are starting to come clean to each other about what they actually know he tells her about the passenger list actually pulls out the paper she tells her she tells him rather the truth about who she actually is uh Mm -hmm. great scene a lot of info kind of gets dumped on us kind of flipped a lot of things around. Um, but again, it's one of those things that it comes out. And now I'm thinking, looking back on every episode leading up to this, I'm like, yeah, that that totally makes a ton of sense. So so, so let's sad. go back to the people jumping off and let's go back to this conversation. So we have the captain and we have more speaking and we find out that they were both on the Prometheus. That's why he's freaking out because he can't remember. She can't remember. He's signing off on the logbook. Obviously, the logbook was trying to get burned and I don't know how the hell it didn't get burned, but whatever. Um, but if we pretend like these aren't NPCs, are we saying that the Prometheus exact same thing happened? Like the NPCs jumped off? Well, again, this isn't, I don't know. Is this really a ship? So that's the problem. (laughs) Are they just leaving the simulation or the hallucination? If it's really a ship, do those NPCs die? And then they just keep recycling the main characters. Uh, I think this is as good a time as I can insert like my overarching theory that I've been concocting here. I think the Prometheus was a real ship that actually went missing under the ownership of our company owner, whatever. Yes. It was planned that all of the people on the ship would die, but that they would capture X amount of people. I think that X amount of people are the people being spotlighted on our current Kerberos mission or whatever. So they were on Prometheus as well. They got captured by the ship company, taken back to either America or Europe to be institutionalized, brainwashed, whatever you want to say, forget everything that happened there. And then just they're either getting incepted on this Kerberos stuff, or they were actually sent out onto another boat. And 
I can't really explain like a lot replay of the true. experiment. Like, yeah, like keep replaying yeah, the like experiment that. over and over and see what they do. Like, is the end of the experiment sink ship, meaning actually get rid of the ship? If like, again, does it exist? Does it not exist? Or is it to find out if they will actually sink it with people on it? Like, is that? Yeah. Like, he's trying to figure out how the brain works and how minds work. So I know that he's watching every move they make and basically taking notes on everything. So sink ship. Does that equal just get rid of the evidence or will they make that decision? Yes or no. Let's take some notes or both. We know that the captain, he's telling the captain who he knows apparently, like, is he going to make this decision once or twice or three times or never? You know, like on the Prometheus was what did they have the same exact scenario where it said sink ship and nobody sunk ship. So he said, all right, we're done here. We're going to move over to the to Kerberos and see if they'll do it there or whatever I tell them to do. And that is bolstered by the fact that Captain sees a million ships at the end yeah, of episode right, six. Right. Yeah. I, it's also interesting too with the like the specific characters that we have. We've seen a lot of them have that letter, and yeah. we still don't know exactly what the letter is. It just makes it more interesting that Mars is addressed to her from her brother, but yeah, we haven't really seen the contents of other people's letters. I think that I really want to see the contents of the letters. The only one we know is the like captain. Stuff now. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. The only, the only one we know is the captain did say what his letter said, because he said it has to do with your family and your daughters. True, 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 true. But none of the other ones, like you said, hundred percent. We've seen Lucian's name on one. We've seen, um, the older lady's name. Uh, I, I keep forgetting her name. Mrs. And I never Wilson. Write, Mrs. Wilson. I always want to say Miss Franklin because of the Mora, but uh, Mrs. Wilson, you know, and again, she's interesting too, because if she has an envelope, you would think she's a main character. And if we're going off the NPC thing, she was about to jump off. She was one yeah. of the last ones. And they, and then the whole thing stopped and she was like, Oh, I woke up. You know, I keep waking up. So she's interesting. She seems to be privy to whatever's going on. And was she about to jump and just luckily it stopped? Or was she out there just observing the chaos because she was immune to it? Like That's a great comment. Mrs. Wilson's very sus, I think. She does say the quote she says, I had the strangest dream when they find her like on mm-hmm. the the uh, the deck. And the, I don't know why it took me until this moment for it to click in my head, but she like she must have, don't you think she gave Mei Mei, who was Lingyi's friend, that she killed that kimono that has the ship company's logo on it? Yes, yes, that's what Ooh, I would say. That could be a good right because she was getting been. her over here, unless right. that was completely separate and like Mei Mei slash Lingyi was someone Mrs. Wilson had just found when she came to England, and, coincidentally, and but. This is why this show is hard, really, really hard, (laughs) because you can literally go into, say, like my theory is the simulation inception thing. You could just say, well, Ling Yi's entire storyline is fake and she just has the kimono on that has the symbol. And that's just part of the story. And Mrs. Wilson didn't necessarily even have to give a physical kimono to Mei Mei. Because it's just like what she thinks the story is to get her on the boat or while she's on the boat. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, it could be fake backstory sure. basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Giving yourself a fake backstory, and we're seeing what we what we you know from her own eyes. The unreliable narrator thing is all over the place with Damn. this show. And I mean, another little thing that's the ship company, the ship company symbol on clothing. I like, think we've talked about it a ton of times is Clementine's earrings. I mean, yeah, they are I mean that's killing me because and they gave. It, it makes it seem like like he says that it's an English like investor. 
And you'd have to think that like he's not just like it's not just a shipping company. Like, you right, know what like I mean? Like anyone who's huge, seen huge Severance, like, like they always Amazon, talk like, about, yeah, yeah, like Lumen, like what does Lumen do? They can't just be whatever company. Like yeah. They have to do a bunch of things. And it just seems like there's no way this guy's company is just a shipping company. So I guess you we'll imagine to... wearing like Amazon earrings as a woman. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, the, the entire thing we talked about with her specifically, ever since we had that scene where. Lucian says you could stop pretending and then we like it kind of shows her face and it shows the earrings and she kind of like smirks and and then we're like whoa this girl she's she's interesting she could be a sketch bag here ever since then she's been kind of normal she just had like that relationship with Jorge and then going back to Lucian and seeing what Jorge. Jorge. <laughs> what I say Jerome Jorge. bro why did I say Jorge Jerome <laughs> Jerome <laughs> Jorge. <laughs> I'm thinking of the E or the J J um so yeah <laughs> or, or, uh, <laughs> um i'm calling him jorge from now on so, <laughs> so her relationship with jerome and then going back and forth with lucian over finding out that he's sick and this and that and then going through her storyline with both of them nothing has been any there's been no sketchiness again for her really agreed yeah yeah, and honestly, I mean, nothing interesting either. She just seems like I like her, but she just seems like a normal, good character right now. She doesn't seem like she's anybody mm-hmm. that I thought she was going to be. They haven't really dropped her backstory, which is surprising because they've dropped Jerome and Lucienne's and she was kind of paired off <laughs> uh, with Tove <laughs> this episode and we got hers. And then kind of the only backstory we get is Clement just kind of rattling off her backstory upon deaf ears assumedly because tove doesn't speak french but she's like i always wanted kids you're lucky so is that sus like how she kind of found nah, she'll, she'll with get tove. and then there's this whole tove is pregnant and the mother is saying she's the chosen one do we think there's anything there because if clement is finding herself one-on-one with the chosen one maybe that is sus I just so think let's the pause. Mom, hold on, hold yeah. on. Let's yeah, that was a up. lot. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Let's clean up what you're calling these people, Tova, and then you're mixing Clementine and Clements. To, yeah, with you're Clement. saying Clement. <laughs> <laughs> I thought her name. Her real is... name is Clements with a like a yeah C E. Clements. Yeah, and uh, we yes, call her okay. Clementine because well, that... we didn't pronounce it right in the beginning. Yeah, okay, well world, everybody obviously. knows who I was talking about. Clements, yeah, that's Clements fair. and that's Clementine. Fair. At least you didn't say people. Jorge and Jerome, so you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Jorge, Jorge is way worse than Clements. <laughs> Clementine slash Clements. Okay, yes. well, yeah, and I think we go. um, to, I I I'm of the mind that episode seven or eight is going to be her. Like we're right. going to get her and probably, I mean, Mrs. Wilson, I think is going to be there too. Right. Uh, there are two people that we really, and I've, I mean, again, fucking Angel and Ramiro, we haven't had like legit flashbacks with them. So I guess we'll, we'll see. either. Yeah, this is very true. So right, I'm, right. I'm just going to, I'm going to take a line or rather a scene, a line from a scene that we already talked about, which is Mara and Ike. And they're talking about, all of the revelations that we talked about maybe what five minutes ago and i just think that she says that like it's either like a loop or her memories are just fucked up and i think that ties in really well to kind of one of the only really scenes i feel like we haven't talked about in this episode specifically is daniel and the boy actually having a conversation in whatever we want to call the alternate the other dimension yeah. with in the mountains um and daniel and the boy are we they kind of 
layout that they're hiding from what the boy has already referenced as the creator. And Daniel says, he won't find you here. And then he kind of gets mad at him because he's like, what are you doing? Like, you should have done this. And then he, right. the boy says, we've never been this far. Mm-hmm. Which it's obviously is obviously going me, over and over and over. Yeah, it's like, boom, it's a loop. But is it a time loop? Is it a simulation loop? Is it an inception loop? That's what we're trying to figure out here. Yeah, I don't have the answer for that one. B-Toms? Yeah, kind of another one of my burning theories is that the boy, Daniel, and the ship company owner are all the same person. Ooh. That's hot. Okay. So that's Wait, and crazy. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure I buy but then, Daniel's but then, so like then you're me saying... and Mora were lovers. Like that just came out of left field and I'm not that buying that. And that wouldn't track. There, there's, there could be a million reasons why this breaks down. And it could be only two of the three are the same person. The boy and the ship company owner or Daniel and the ship company owner or whatever it is. But like it feels like the boy. There. It feels like the boy and Daniel are the most likely pairing. See, I think, Luke, are we going to do this theory right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly <laughs> exactly. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Let's go. Okay, well, I don't know. Again, I don't know 100% if we're going to say the same thing. But when I Daniel hope gives his revelation, well, it'll be actually cool if we don't, because then we get two more <laughs> theories. But if when Daniel gives the revelation saying, please remember me, you don't remember me. We got married 12 years ago. I love you, this and that. And then we get to the part that you were talking about, Kyle and Brian, where uh, Daniel's mad at the boy and the boy's like, she doesn't remember. Like, uh, I thought she would remember. I'm taking it like Daniel's the husband, actually, and the boy's their son. Yep. Is that 100 percent? OK, yeah. yeah, that's that's what I that's okay. where I'm going. I mean, they happen. They happen, I guess, in the reverse order of what you said. But, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, because, right. I mean, so that, I'm just saying yeah. as soon as I didn't think about it until the revelation of Daniel saying that's why I went that reverse order. But as soon as Daniel said, this is our. Um, this is, you know, we've been married for 12 years. I love you. This and that. Then I did the hindsight thing and I was like, I'm pretty sure this, you know, cause the boy hugs her. The boy seems to care that she doesn't remember either. So mm-hmm. I just, I'm going with, you know, they have a family. This is their family. And the boy is both of their kid. Do you the think that, he, that was referenced? Do you think that he doesn't, he doesn't, he didn't bring it up in that moment where he kind of spills it all. Daniel, this is tomorrow for purely plot reasons to not spoil the surprise could be, or it could be like, and the kid is our son. And all of a sudden she's like, this is just crazy. This is crazy. Cause she almost shot him when he was like, you're my wife. Like she was going nuts and she locks him in the door. So I feel like if you say like, and that kid is our son. Now she's going to be staying away from that kid too. So here's a good time for me to put in my theory um, of what I think is going on with these loops, because it kind of connects to what you just asked there. And it's going to really be on the backbone of a quote that happens in episode six when um, Ike and Mara are talking about Mara's mother having died because she went through that whole disease or whatever she ended right, up having right. where it basically had the, the the degenerative brain disease where it made you lose all your memories. So I'm thinking that there's a chance that this whole experiment is to keep putting these people through an experience and have them remember it as like a way of symbolizing like curing this disease in the brain for other people and they're making them go through this loop time over time over time until eventually they're capable of remembering it meaning like the father would have came with the cure for the disease and another piece of this when they're saying um like we've never made it this far so i'm thinking something changes and daniel is trying to quicken the process for Mara to get cured of this disease as well. So they change something each loop. And I'm thinking it's possible that maybe they killed, he kills Ada at the end of episode one. 
as the thing that they changed in this time loop to try and trigger a change that makes like something different, right? Like kind of like the magicians where it was like the whole changing of like Julia going to break bills. I'm thinking like maybe Daniel killing Ada unites the Danes to make the mutiny happen quicker. And it caused them to get farther into this loop. That's just kind of where I'm at. And Kiartan is like, let's do this thing. And I see Brian smirking because he wants some Last Kingdom talk when he said the uh, Danes. I needed it. Unite the Danes? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that's, Luke, I, that's I all they had to do hyped. in the Last Kingdom was, was, was go in the time loop to unite the Danes and just take <laughs> over Wessex. But no, no, <laughs> I, honest, I actually, I really do like that. So you're thinking that Mora right now has the disease and she's going through the test and the, and the father and the son, if we're right, are trying to quickly get her out of it and like cure her? I think that's what Daniel and the little kid's goal is to make her kind of remember, remember her life that she forgot. And it's possible that it could be a genetic disease, but I don't know what's going on because the other people have their memories. We're just seeing them. I, I just think that this whole thing is just hard. Like it's very interesting where it comes to Daniel, the little kid and Mora where Daniel like was trying to make sure Mora didn't get shot. But he also didn't want the little kid to get out of the out of the cabinet. And then he got mad at the little kid for bringing Mora to the memory. I don't know what Daniel's motivation is, because what he's saying, it's too soon to bring her to the memory to try to get her to remember who she is. He says he's mad at the kid. I think he says to the kid, it knows that we're here now, meaning like now he knows that that the father father knows that Mara is getting further in this process or whatever it is. Yeah. So, like, he wanted the little kid to stay locked in there for his the kid's safety purposes and so that it wouldn't turbo speed the process? That's where I'm just... That's where <laughs> I was I'm just going to say, going. that question sounds like one that we cannot answer. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to... Like, I just can't figure out Daniel's full... I could see, like, he's in... A, he's in... And I keep saying simulation, but obviously we don't know what it is. But say it's the simulation. He's in whatever they're in right now. He's on the boat. And he's not supposed to be on the boat. And neither is the little kid. Out of instinct, if he actually is the husband, him jumping in front of the bullet makes sense. I just can't figure out, like, say if me and Luke are correct and the kid is the son, I can't figure out. Like, he says, and the only time they talked in the beginning of the show was, did you find it? Right. It wasn't her. It was, did you find it? And he said, and he shook his head like this. No. Right. So they're looking for something. But so they are. And and we were saying Daniel's bad and we were saying the kid's bad. And now it seems like that's being flipped. And Mm -hmm. it's just it's just something I'm just trying to figure out the motivation for Daniel, where, like, is it too dangerous to try to bring her out? Like, if your theory is right, Luke, like trying to bring her out too soon, is that too dangerous? It seems like it's up to her. I mean, he says to her, this isn't real. None of this is real. You have to remember. Right. Like, please wake up. And also, I mean, that is we've gotten every character that's had like that's had a flashback that has flashed into a memory that's kind of created pretty much the situation that they're in and flashed back. They usually wake up with Mara saying, wake Mm up. And that's another crazy thing, because she says, I know that I was a doctor in the institution. My father's trying to make me think that I'm a patient. So what if this thing is that she's actually one of the doctors 
and she's telling these patients to wake up and she and like one of the twists is that she's not actually like the main character of this or something she could be whether it's on the father's side or another doctor that's uh, i don't mm. know why she's telling them to wake up that, I, i'm not I wanna, into that one you know i'm not <laughs> saying i like it i'm just trying to throw <laughs> I, i'm just throwing shit out there because i'm trying to make things make sense why she's saying she's the one saying to everybody wake up including herself right yeah, I mean, she's she also yeah. wakes herself up, so yeah. I'm not. And who's, I'm not who's exactly dead? Sure. Dude, who, who, whose grave is that? The mother. I would like that. I mean, he created the institution. She's buried mother, outside, and she's buried right there. It says "wake yeah. up" on it, right? Only in her. In her, yeah. When right. she sees it. Only when she sees it in her dream. Yeah. When they go visit it through the portal, it's blank. Dude, I feel like we have so much left to talk about that I don't even know where to go next. Yeah, like, I mean, I feel like we, at a certain level, we almost kind of exhausted all of the the high level. I would say the last maybe high level thing to speak about is going to be, okay, okay, never mind. The last, there's multiple. <laughs> so I guess well, maybe to, hey, to hey, backtrack like us off of, in, to backtrack us off of Mara, See, like, yeah, do we want to continue with Mara being in this memory or do we want to backtrack a little bit? Because we, we can have go anything more of substance to say. Well, I, I guess. Not. No, I guess more of just saying that she when she gets out after locking Daniel in and Daniel sends Ike back to his horrible, bad time, no good memory. She walks into the field and is yelling and we see her dad looking at her and then she like shoots or whatever, throws the gun and she pulls the panel back and it's the ship hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. So like that was another the, like, what the fuck are they fucking doing to us here? The dad's face reveal is in these episodes, right? Yes. Are we gonna call it out? Are we gonna say let's go? Isn't that Kyburn? That I is was also Kyburn. I was also thinking, <laughs> did, didn't we see him in the first episode? It's the shadowed. His face has Silhouette. a shadow over it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why so I thought we it's, saw it's, his full Kyburn, face, man. I you looked know, it up. Yeah, hand to the hand to the queen. <laughs> well, we know he's a shady guy, so I'm not sure. Yeah, he's my other fucking shit. shady guy. Um, so, but I'm sorry, her peeling back the paneling. Do we just think that's the I have no idea. Is it real? stylistic <laughs> choice that they chose to go with to show that they're in the Inception or whatever? Like, but he sees her doing that through the camera. Like he sees the piece she took off. Yeah, and like he's not that. hallucinating. Watch like the screen right. isn't passing the hallucination along. Right. I feel like. What he's seeing through the screens is like a look into their mind. Like, I feel like when she peeled back the panel, that is like her in the mindscape. Yeah, but I mean, I guess, but it's also like it's a, is she looking at herself from above herself also? <laughs> I, can't I know it's like the That's... Truman Show, except it's in your. It's like he has a in camera your in your mind, like in yeah. your dream sequence. That's what it, it would have to be—a fly on the wall in someone's own dream sequence, not their own point of view. That's kind of yeah. why I respect these guys because every theory I have, can, I can only take it so far. Then I'm like, what the fuck is like the last missing <laughs> yeah. piece? I yeah, don't yeah. get it at all. Uh, and then we'll open up the next episode and they'll give us like, you know, five <laughs> minutes worth of something. And it's like, okay, well, whatever yeah. we just talked about for the last hour means fucking nothing <laughs> because of this new bullshit. Exactly. Well, let's quickly talk about the fact that she has her own dream 
that she has to wake up from. Okay. And in that dream, she goes through the process of seeing the grave, walking to the institution, going into the room that we all said, you know, one, one Oh one, same thing with the, the boat and at the institution that was in her uh, flashbacks slash hallucinations. And then he actually does show up in this, but this is not the real him. This is her dream sequence of him. And he's saying, you're asking all the wrong questions when she's saying, where's my brother, blah, blah, blah. But then she gets shot in the neck and then she's put into the room again. Wait a second. So is, the, is it not the dream <laughs> I, sequence I or is that it was, is the first was... time she goes in with the, the boy that she gets kicked out? And she that's, sees the... that's the first time. Okay, so it's not the dream sequence where it says wake up and she wakes up. Yeah, that's not well. The time that she like wakes back up back in bed is like that's not the time that her and Captain Ike like she captures the bug and like goes through for like that when they're when they're all exploring. Right. So what I mean is, which one's the one where she talks to her dad and he says you're asking all the wrong questions and then they shoot her in the neck. That's without Ike. Ike's not with her. Yeah, yeah. Ike's right, not right. with her then. Yeah, because that's when so, she like comes to and she is in bed and she runs out into the hallway and all the NPCs are still marching to the death. Okay, so then, oh my goodness, man! Because she <laughs> so, but so that's the first time she sees that place. But then she, or is oh my god, what's the order here? Is it the boy brings her in, she gets kicked out by the dad, yes. then she mm-hmm. has the dream, then she goes in again with the captain, right? I don't know what you mean by she has the dream. It's the, the same dream thing is, with the boy. Is it not? The boy brings her in when he's when he's dragging her mm-hmm. while they're all. So you're saying when she the boy brings her in and then she says, wake up, she wakes up in bed. That's all the same. No, I'm saying that when the boy brings her in, that leads to her meeting her father, him saying you're asking the wrong questions, her getting juiced, her waking up, being back yep. on the ship. And then Fair, her that's what I'm go. saying. Right. And yep, so it's two times. Yeah. OK, so. They are kicking her out of that area. Sure. And then she could just go right back in by just going right back in via. Well, she has a beetle. Yeah. But are we assuming the creator (laughs) is her father? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say yes. And if the boy brought her in and Daniel said, you'll be safe here. Was the father real in that part? I don't know. Because who, who actually kicked her out? I don't know. Uh, that's why I was thinking it was three different things because I was thinking one's a dream and one, one yeah, ah, uh, shit. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't this know. Is, I, we're in a throw, we, this is weird for us. We're not usually doing this on a podcast. Like to throw like another kind of just can of lighter fluid onto our kind of <laughs> mental fires. We get another very weird moment with uh, Anchor and Ramiro after they have their they bro down a little bit. Uh, Anchor kind of admits that he doesn't believe in God and he's just all doing this because his wife, he just wants his wife to be happy, but he's realizing that she's kind of fucking crazy at this point. And then they're like, okay, let's do some shit. Like, let's try to steer this boat. Really funny moment when Tom Tom and Anchor, rather, Tom slash Anchor, whips the books out and Ramirez like, you're going to fucking learn how to steer this boat by reading, yeah. like, right now? Like, you're going to do this right now. And then he actually, they realize that all of the books say the same sentence over and over again, which says, may your coffee kick in before reality does. But in English, 
and neither of them know what it says. They just know the same thing over and over. I just have (laughs) no clue what that could possibly mean. Every single book. Yeah. May your coffee, like, like, will you wake up before reality wakes you up? I I don't, (laughs) I don't know what that means. It's that's supposed to be like a saying, I think just in like the nine to five corporate world life, right? Like make your, hopefully your coffee hit kicks in I and you Googled feel the euphoria. And the first that. thing that came up is fucking Etsy mugs and like, yeah, yeah. it's just a thing. It's, it's a saying. It's a quirky. But saying. It's obviously a double meaning in this situation. Um, yeah. But what that is kind of like symbolizing to me, that feels very dreamlike where it's like a it's like a trope or like a very um it's just like a a thing in dreams like you can't read you can't like look at clocks and stuff because they're always changing this is what that kind of feels like or it could be like a coding thing if it is a simulation where you don't have to actually code in the books you're just literally that's like a coding joke or some shit like that's my first two thoughts on that Mm. i mean i I like that yeah i mean i like what you're saying i'm picking up what you're putting down i (laughs) i wasn't really I was kind of stumped on that. I I did get the saying thing because I looked it up as well, but not fully sure what that could mean. I think all it did was confirm that we're dealing with a simulation or a dream, which we already kind of were circling around, but it didn't really provide us any clarity with, is it a dream or a simulation or a whatever? And And going back to what I was saying about supernatural versus technological simulation i guess the bug could be supernatural i still can't figure out what the bug unless it's literally like a robot or something yeah i mean it's just like a localized time travel (laughs) yeah (laughs) it is i mean i'm still i'm still holding on to that because i feel like everything else i've said i love i loved how the bug though when it when the boy was trying to get more out of harm's way the bug kind of like turned the corner and looked for like he, he stopped he was like looking around yeah, the corner and was like everyone chill <laughs> that was part of my reasoning for yeah. it because it felt like and then the boy even says when they when him and daniel speak about like we've never been this far it feels like the bug and and i guess by extension them almost like it's been through these motions so like it knew when to stop and like get against the wall and things like that you know so that's why i was like it's carrying like it can carry future and past along with it and so it knows obviously, all of the possibilities. Yeah, I was going to say it obviously is why the, the water didn't ruin it, but is the water real? So, <laughs> Yeah, also that. And I guess something we also didn't touch on with, at this point, we might as well unload the complete clip with all of this high-level, are yep. we real? Who's real? Are you real? Am I real? Uh, just with Mara's dad's quote when he says, people are oblivious to reality. They only see what they want to see, imprisoned by their mind's restrictions. All they have to do is shift their perspective to see the full scope of things. And that made me think that like, (laughs) yeah, like, is this all in their head where like they're creating the next things that happen because they're so stuck in this one way of thinking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just, and then the, 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 Jesus, the example that I had written down in my notes was we talked about a little bit when Mrs. Wilson ends up touching the black goo that we haven't given a name for, which is also a huge part of the opening credits of like, my thought was that like, she touches that and like thinks that it should be something that's like contagious and like spread across her because Mara's dad is just holding like a rock of it. Right. And then he just turns it to dust. So it made it like, like he was just thinking, this is a rock, this is dust. So it turns to dust. And I just thought 
that was the kind of example that I thought in my head was that she was assuming this thing was contagious. So now it is contagious to her. I would, I would think that if I touch it, it turns me into like venom or something. Like That's it's a symbiote. what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it seems like that. she thought the same thing pretty much. Like it is kind of climbing up her hand. So Daniel does say to Mora, don't touch that. And the captain. So it's yeah. obvious. It's obviously doing something in their hallucination slash dream simulation. Like it's growing. And it has to be similar to the pyramid where it is a part of the simulation that maybe they can't control or something. I think it's maybe like the simulations rotting or degenerating. And if we're sticking with the theme of they're in a mental hospital trying to get cured, maybe that's a representation of a disease, something like that. So that actually kind of works because earlier in episode five, when Daniel's trying to turn on, I keep calling it like the electrical breaker thing in the basement, but then gets choked out. Um, He says, hold on, I have the quote here. Um, I don't, I can't find it in my notes, but he he basically says like, if I don't, if I don't turn this off, it's going to reset time. And so when it eventually kicks back on, maybe that's just the, the symbolism of like, like you're saying, like this. Because it kicked back on, it started growing out, and that's how it resets. That's what he was trying to prevent when the co-worker was like choking him out, was that thing getting out of the breaker. And he was also trying to turn off the tone, right? That was at the point no. where he was turning. That I thought he's the one who turned time, it. So. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah he, he says this will all happen again, I believe, with the exact words. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I remember so. that, yep. Luke, you think this metallic stuff is what resets the time loop? So if Daniel hadn't interfered and like he said, I need to turn this off, otherwise it's going to reset. Do we assume that's because he's encouraged with the progress Mora is making? Like we've never got this 100%. That's right where I'm at right now. Yeah, Don't reset it. We're doing well. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah. If, and it gets eventually it gets to a point where it like consumes all of it and all of it fades to black. And then we start. I like that. I like that. Another piece of it, too, is that conversation you're saying the dad is dropping these epic quotes in front of the first mate at the end of episode six. He also asks him, I think he says how long until the transfer. He says approximately 48 hours. So maybe that's just what it is. It takes 48 hours for that thing to basically take over the full ship and make it. Yeah, whatever it does. Restart. Right. I can see that. I can see that. Or it's B Tom's theory. It's 48 hours until he transfers his mind into the little boy. And then the little boy goes into Daniel and then Daniel's mind goes into the old guy. Oh Yeesh. gosh. That would be <laughs> wild. Like he needs the boy. He needs the boy. Cause that's the mind that he's going to go. That's the body. His mind's going to go. I'm into. just glad I got someone wow. to latch on to my theory. <laughs> if I'm being honest. He needs, this I said, is, that's this the point of just throwing them out is that someone else will be like, Oh, well, then that, that, that. And then they just, yeah. it just yep. builds on itself. <laughs> That was like so I mean, he, the first I, thing Jimmy popped up or one of you two was just like, yeah, I, I think we might be in a mental institution and they're all yeah. like hallucinating. And we were all like, oh, well, that if you think yeah, about it like Luke that, then it. that scene makes sense this way. And it's like, OK, yeah, yeah. I see it. Mm-hmm. That was the first time we saw the screens in three or four episodes. They give us the reveal at the end of episode two, and then we don't see him watching again until this most recent episode. Mm-hmm. It's just... The whole entire thing is just it's so confusing to think about because the screens make it seem like they're like being it's watched physical. in a simulation, I guess, physically. And then but then, you know, you could go into the whole we have, you know, if, if the world is like so technologically advanced, it could be what Brian's saying that they're actually watching in their dream state mm-hmm. as a fly worth, on the wall. 
noting that the place he's kicking it, watching them through the screens, also has a window view of the actual Great Pyramid of Giza. And it kind of looks apocalyptic not, at this point, right? I mean, yeah, is that Giza? Is he in is Egypt right Giza. now on holiday? No, this is this is a separate pyramid, but for our yeah. reference, it is the Great yes. Pyramid of Giza. And I also think it's important to note that he has, and again, I guess I'm not a technological historian, but it looks like what he has goes beyond 1899 level of technology. There's some doohickeys and machines in there that don't look like 1899. Daniel has a flashlight. No, well, that was cool when he yeah. has. A flashlight, and the guy was like, "What's that?" Was, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> well, it's worth noting though the screens he's watching look very like. 1970s or something. I mean, I don't it's know, like, like literally like Lost yeah. again, Luke and and yeah. and Brian and whoever's seen it. I I always forget yeah. who's seen it and who has it. But it, the screens look the same. Like they look old school screens, but they still would not exist in 1899. Obviously, yeah. but we have we have machinery with flashing lights. I mean, there's a million things that you're just like, yeah, this is definitely not 1899. Yeah. And well, to I latch guess- on to B kind of, and I'm sorry to jump over you, but to no, trying to date the technology, something that I looked up because it, to jump to the complete end of this episode is we get the storm on the horizon. Um, you know, Captain Ike is on a boat like Beaton mentioned earlier, surrounded by other boats, and we get Jimi Hendrix all on the watchtower drops. And they've been ending all of these episodes with these songs that all came out like 1968, 1972, 1970, 1969, mm-hmm. and that, that mm-hmm. there's no way that those choices aren't like everything that they've chosen in the show has a purpose. So you think the father could be in the 60s? His time. He could, he could be Jimi Hendrix, yes. He could be Jimi Hendrix just shredding it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just that, that feels like Yeah, no, it's I feel important. you there. Feels important. And I could so just it would be, be an alternate maybe, reality to us where like some kind of pyramid exists and it's could be apocalyptic 60s or whatever. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It just feels important. So I want to put this on the board now while we're because we're getting close to finishing up the Mara specific stuff. Um, I don't personally think it's going to be a dreamer simulation thing, not because of logic, but because I, these guys, I know these guys know how to always make yeah. me not go with the existing theory and if this is supposed to be a multi-season thing like the level of realizations we got through these two episodes feels like season finale level so i'm still expecting everything we're talking about now to be a waste of time in hindsight so that's that's kind of why i'm thinking like if we can think of it i don't think it's an option (laughs) yeah so that's why the simulation is because we're right on that luke well that's obvious i mean (laughs) Are we expecting multiple seasons? Was that- yes. It should be more than one. Okay. Uh, there was the- yeah. At the very least, I don't think they've confirmed how many, but I believe that one of the writers on Instagram confirmed that there would be more than one season. Wait, it needs two at least. Eight episodes this season, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So, so let's think about the fact too that Mora knows in her in her head in her not so distant past that there is a situation where there's nice green grass and a mental institution and, you know, her mother's grave, if we're correct on that. And then really the father's reality. And again, it could be that just where he is located at this specific point where the pyramid is, looks that way. But if we're saying like the world is looking like that or post-apocalyptic or whatever, there's a huge 
maybe a huge time jump in between how long she's actually been in these loops. Could we be That's thinking fair. like they're sitting in cryo or something for like simulation? Oh my god! Then if like the end of this season is just like a cyberpunk city, that would be fucking. Crazy. I mean, Whoa. I really like the whole thing <laughs> about it. he's like she says it herself that he's trying to cure some kind of like dementia problem, and sure. it makes sense what Luke was saying that. Over and over and over and over again, we're going to wipe your freaking mind and then we're going to we're going to figure out a way to make you eventually remember what the hell's going Mm -hmm. on and you're going to break this loop. But then the again, just like Brian said, every time you think of a theory, there's something that's going to smack you in the face, because then why wouldn't he be on Daniel and the boys side when they're trying to make more remember? Because if more remembers, then he would be like, yes, dude, we did it. Like she broke the she broke the loop and now she has her memories back that would be a w for the father so my answer to that is if mara truly has this disease they all want her to be cured but the father is not using it in a torture way but like he doesn't care about the kids and only cares about the mom where they're trying to care about her well-being because this could be seen as a as torture going through these loops over and over physically they're trying to get it done now because it could be hurting her or killing her if it's over a long period of time and he doesn't care he just wants to get results that's cool exactly like that yeah yeah we do know that based on her viewpoint of him that he doesn't give a shit about her or the brother who we haven't even seen yet I mean, the brother's going to have to show up as a game changer at some point. Dude, I was about to stand up and scream when Daniel was like getting to like to the to the climax of he's the husband. I was like, I was like, brother, 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 (laughs) brother. (laughs) We got married. I was like, no, (laughs) Yeah. you didn't want that because I would have been right. No, I'm really happy that it, it, it wasn't him because I thought he was no. going to say I'm Kieran or whatever his name is. Yeah, he was uh, like, not because you're like, look at me. Like, right you don't remember me? me? I was like, yeah, how could he how could he forget you, bro? And then she and then it fucking wasn't that. I'm a little pissed. I don't know if I believe it that he's the husband. Not do I. I, I do not believe that because he's the father. Oh, but then she's she's the mother <laughs> so, too. Like, some sick, some no, no, is she, is she also the like, mother? Yo, well, he's also the father. <laughs> everyone is each other nah just the boy daniel and the father <laughs> okay so then mara is her own daughter and mother and herself we can't put that face on the audio that brian just made <laughs> if you if you've seen if you've seen kombucha girl then that was the face that he made <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, I'm just at this point. I mean, that was uh, about 35 minutes of stream of consciousness trying to hit all of the like, like the overarching plot, like the structure that's really driving everything else. Um, I don't know if if there's any more blood to squeeze from that, that stone, unless someone has something that we haven't talked about. I mean, there's plenty of blood to squeeze if we want to keep thinking of bullshit. But I think uh, you're no, right. No, let's I don't not know if do that. No, yeah, I yeah. think it's over. I think yeah. we can go back and and then you know scoop in all of our little I mean, kitties and our side characters. Yes, yes. Unless we think there's no. I I'm moving on definitely from the Morris stuff. Um, okay. I was mm-hmm. just gonna suggest we haven't really talked about any of the the Tova yeah. flashback right. at all. What's going on with the guy that she's been seeing? I think that's a nice uh, cool down after that rigorous. Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like <laughs> it the worked guy, out. We just did. The guy that she keeps seeing is the father, who's also the son, who's also Daniel. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting. I had said that. What well, I had said last episode that it could have been me being way too geo got pilled lately game of thrones pilled that i was thinking that maybe anchor like her father was the father of the kid and that mm. the weird way that he was touching yeah. it and like b tom said like it's a child of prophecy and not to knock religion but i know old religious cults especially can get into some crazy shit cults themselves right. can get into crazy shit and it turned out this way which right. i and I, we had talked about the fact that it was probably not a wanted pregnancy. Right. But mm-hmm. uh, this was a really intense flashback that I think, I don't want to say wrapped up, but I think it hit all of the notes of their family really yep. well. Yep. Yeah. Even just with just her flashback, it kind of got all of them. Into all it. their backstories are giving us right there. Yeah. We got his scar. We got the reason for her being pregnant. We probably have the reason for the mom thinking it's a chosen one because she's probably trying to just spin what happened and only you know this would only happen to us as god's children because it's a special baby and we know that she's got her issues going on so i feel like it literally wrapped up everybody it also got their um you you found out what uh crusher crusher Crestor. Jesus, I can't believe I'm still doing that. We found out what Crestor promised her. It was about like leaving right. with Ada once they got to America. That was going to be their own thing. Crestor's scar was like a really cool moment, seeing like how he got the the, the face shot. And yep. then the uh, last thing that we got that I wanted to say was, oh yeah, and then also Crestor was now in hindsight being a huge asshole about saying to uh tova that like you killed somebody like are you fucking kidding yeah, me? yeah, yeah. especially Seriously. yeah especially because it was confirmed that that whole thing happened including the pregnancy as a result of it because crester hooked up with the son of this guy and i'm yeah. gonna assume when he said my boy that he's just saying like it's two son. kids that are sons that are like yes. 16 or 18 and they right we're not yeah, saying like, <laughs> a whole weird thing with Angel. Like that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, also, okay. I, I, I'm curious because Angel like immediately goes to Crestor's scar and it's like, oh, like what is the mask that you use? And kind of like, I don't know. And I mean, maybe at the, the, this time, and Jesus, is it actually 1899? People who are closeted homosexuals out of probably, I guess, at that level, horribly survival. Like, could he just know? Like, had a feeling? that Crestor was also kind of playing for his team. I just, it was interesting now that we know the the source of the scar of that angel, like touches it like the first time they meet almost. And is like that develops straight out of that. I could easily be thinking mm-hmm. too far into it, but I just mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. Angel's an NPC and, and the father went <laughs> to angel and made him do that to see how Crestor would, would react but then we also confirm Crestor's an NPC if that's the right theory so never yeah. mind <laughs> it's a side story it's a side quest yeah it's a side quest because <laughs> yeah again an angel angel and Ramiro are just what is their deal because like Jimmy had said when kind of leading this podcast off of trying to almost make a list of everyone who might have some type of like mental issue mm-hmm. like Captain Ike obviously has some level of PTSD and depression his family literally lit themselves on fire and died like you don't really just get over that uh lucien we know has some type of brain tumor at some level i mean tova was raped so i mean the ptsd with that is jesus 
which yep. are terrible. Would they talk about the mother? Ibn has, I mean, it seems like some level of like psychosis. I don't really know right. these medical behavior terms, but she's hearing voices and Alzheimer's, is acting on just, them. There yeah. you go. Yeah. That. And I don't know, like what are like Jerome Ramiro Jerome could be war PTSD. Based I could on take his that. Thing. Yeah, for sure. But Ramiro angel, I mean, Ramiro killed a guy, but, but that was, angel, yeah, Seems like he's lived a fairly pampered life, although Ramiro says he's just super impulsive and selfish. But is that enough to land yeah. you in type of some type of behavioral experiment? I don't know. And we don't have maybe. his backstory fully yet if he gets yeah. a flashback. But there's again, maybe we'll get more if there's a season two. But there's there seems to be a good amount of people. We still need their flashbacks if they're important enough. For sure. But yeah, I mean, also, Ramiro killed a priest, too. Like if he because he says I'm wearing his clothes. So that is also it's like a double layer kind of thing, especially back then when it was even more so like, you know, obviously it's still the same thing. Murder is murder. Yeah. But I'm saying you're murdering a priest. What do you mean by back then? In 1899, man. <laughs> <laughs> Are we in 1899? In 1960. <laughs> <laughs> um, I totally had a thought, but I just don't remember what it was. <laughs> so I had to I had to get the discussion point. And shove it to the back so I can make that stupid joke. <laughs> hmm. It was a good joke, so it was worth that's, it. It's not good form by me. Um, okay. Final thoughts Just, on Tova, I guess. And then we can move on to some other side characters. Yeah. Tova, I love her uh, as a character. I think she's great. I'm, I feel like I've been almost waiting for her to just go into labor ever since yeah. like episode three because she's in an insanely high stress situation but oh, i yeah. believe they said she's only what seven months two months she's out yeah two months away. yeah which i guess isn't completely unheard of but she did show a little ow 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 thing when True. when clementine asked her how far along are you yeah i just I, I like her um i hope that she doesn't i don't even want to say die because i don't know if anything's real but i hope she doesn't go out well they they did say like i don't know if we fully talked about this but we've gone through the theories a million times but who is it more or like one of them says like did they actually die when they're saying they they all killed themselves by jumping off the boat i don't know if that's necessarily captain ike says that yeah and i don't know because i guess he's extrapolating that and i'm sorry again to speak over you with the boy having done the same thing right i didn't know if he was extrapolating like the boy apparently didn't die or like this thing is all they're talking about dream state so he's like is this real like you know obviously the fact that he's freaked out that when they go into the portals they're like, this is not a boat. This is way too ridiculous. What is going on? So, yeah, I, you could take that both ways. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that the only kind of thing we haven't fully fleshed out is, I guess, Olek and Ling Yi. I mean, we haven't we've seen her backstory. We haven't seen his. He was planted close to the chest about his brother in New York. Something seems to be there. I'm, you know, absolutely completely stoked to the max about them kissing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at, I think, with those two. I don't know if I have more. I don't have any more, I don't think. Yeah, my only thing is I don't think it's a happy backstory with his brother. I think that's going to be his backstory when we do get that um, is some trauma there. But Olek is like you were harping on like the best hearted character in the show so yeah i was celebrating when he he gets the guy oh, yeah. killing you that was a w for the good guys for sure i think it's pretty service level like it's just 
not not oh. their like relationship, but I just mean like there's nothing really deeper than just them right, right. going through trauma together and, and it working out. So So we still need tragically. Just have like a yeah, speaking of tragically, a checklist of tragic backstories that we're anxiously awaiting for. It's Olek Clementine, Mrs. Wilson. Yeah, technically, yeah. Right? Ramiro and mm, Ramiro and Angel. Yeah. And yeah, Clementine. Yeah, you said Clementine. We got what, two episodes? That's four people, five people. I don't know. I don't know. Daniel, does he count? Well, we have to get some guess, backstory with him, yeah. Yeah. Did we get and, Morris backstory? And Daniel Jr. I, I guess we didn't get like a flashback for her, so you're probably correct in that. But we get a little bit more about her, of like what her actual deal is. Clementine, we know that her family or her parents at the very least are rich, some type of high class. Seems like there's more there, but it also could just be surface level and that she's just a rich chick that found her way onto the boat. I don't know. Quote, unquote, boat. Yeah. Well, let's let's. I mean, <laughs> if we're if we're pretty much done, like if we're pretty much done. Yeah. I mean, do we have anything to say about initial thoughts when you see them pan out to the multiple boats? Um. Uh, no. I uh, just my brain was so fried after those two episodes that I was <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. I, I just I, I literally just wrote because they all are saying it. This can't be real. Yeah. I mean, I just took it like simulation, Inception institution theory it's multiple like rooms and scenarios for different groups of people or it's just popping them from one boat to the other and that's a whole new story almost like if you're saying westworld kind of thing it's like each boat is a different kind of stories loop where like luke almost going back to luke was saying you change a little bit for each story maybe that's all i got really i I mean because we know that prometheus is similar because you know Ike was the captain still, Moore was still on it. Uh, that's all I got for that. What I can't rationalize in my head is that originally in storyline number in just like the first four episodes or whatever it was before Daniel used the machine to teleport Cerberus away from the Prometheus, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the last thing that happens in episode four. What I can't rationalize in my head is either Prometheus the one that was old didn't go anywhere and it just stood there. So that doesn't really track with like sending different Prometheuses to that spot as like a ship graveyard. And then second is the new ship gets teleported somewhere else completely. And, and it doesn't seem like this ship's on its way to a ship graveyard either. So I can't like, are all those ships in there, the Cerberus part of the storyline where it's going to end up or the Prometheus signal, like a different loop completing. Like I I can't figure it out in my head there. So there's sense. three scenarios that we know of, I guess, where there's the original scenario where Mora and the captain are on the original boat, Kersperus or whatever, and they find the Prometheus. Okay? And they're towing Prometheus. Okay? That's scenario one. Then mm-hmm. Daniel teleports them to a scenario where it's just Kerberos with no other boats around. Then we get to a scenario where Ike shows up and he can see every single boat that exists. So that could be three different dimensions or like three different scenarios or three different whatever. That almost brings up Ike had the line. Well, Mara, is it your dream or mine that we're dealing with? 
Yeah. Facts. So I just want to throw that wrench into the scenario. Anything we said for Mora, this could also be from the POV of. Uh, and coincidentally, when you're saying three scenarios, Luke and I talked on the last episode about the significance of the symbol of mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. what is the triangle with the line. Right, 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 right. And we were like, why a triangle? Triangles have three points. What do triangles mean? You just said three scenarios. We were talking mm-hmm. about yeah, that the line is like some type of like the line is clearly it's touching two sides of the triangle. So like we were thinking of like, is it like symbolizing like the connection between time where like the, you can connect two points and you can travel between them? Is it the two worlds that they're traveling between? Like, cause we're crawling through that tiled tunnel. Mm. Is that tiled tunnel, the line between the triangle? Is that what that means? Who can say? Mm. I love it all. I also just want to bring up and this is pay for enough. more this yeah oh. this has nothing to do with, yeah if you want more go on our patreon <laughs> Kyle will talk about for five minutes on the patreon <laughs> patreon.com slash binstown tv but I was just laughing because <laughs> Daniel gets to the point where Mora and Daniel jr the little kid go down the tunnel, they go into the new world and then it closes and then he follows them and he's like, damn it. And he smacks the wall and he's all pissed off. And then he, all he does is pull out the, the machine and clicks the button and it opens up for him. Yeah. I was like, oh, you, you don't need to get that pissed, bro. You just click the button and follow them. You know, <laughs> I love the like, little puzzle thing. Yeah, I know. It's mm-hmm. sweet. It's I think it's really fucking of- cool. And I'm curious yeah, to see how if Daniel is seems to be a little bit of a rogue actor, where did he get his? You know, did he like rob? The creator slash Mars dad. What is their relationship? Lots to spell out in these last two episodes. And maybe not. Maybe a lot of that will spill into season two. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. we believe him, then it would be the creator's son-in-law. Yeah. And what yeah. motivation would he have for trying to eliminate eliminate any memories of Daniel from Mora's mind? That's why I'm yeah. doubting the legitimacy of him saying we were married. That like just came out of nowhere. I think she did say it. she recognized him, hey. so like, there's there's got to be something to it. But yeah, that was and, that and was the, the uh, yeah yeah well, like you call him the son, <laughs> the little son. kid. Yeah, and that's not the only time we've gotten that. When Clementine says to Jerome, she says, "You look familiar." Yeah. So, and they they kind of instantly have a connection, which is a little. It's not necessarily suspicious, but it is a little suspicious just because of everything else in the show is suspicious. So why not that too? Mm-hmm. I'm definitely picturing this season ending with the opening scene or something similar to the opening scene of episode one, where the loop is completely restarted, and oh. the only thing that's going to be consistent is going to be what Daniel and the and Daniel Jr. decide to do to impact the storyline again. And in yeah. that case, it'd be kind of cool. And it actually kind of makes sense to me because it feels like Crestor needs to come back. And like this would also give a chance for Ada's character to come back. Like that's all these a great people would point. just reset. And that yeah. seems like the kind of fuckery they would end a season on. That's no, a great point. Man. Because Crestor dies and then we get his backstory. Yeah. Very Westworld. Yeah. Very Westworld. West and everyone's gender swapped except for Mara and Ike. <laughs> <laughs> just watch it's, it's it angelina and ramira it's, they're all fucking chicks and <laughs> that's hilarious my last thought was that uh when it comes to the father i was 
hopeful. I was just like over hopeful, I guess, where I was thinking when he says that line that you said, Kyle, where it's like they just need to change a little bit of their perception and then it, you know, changes their reality and it kind of shows him making his pan out. And you're thinking, and I was thinking he was going to be like some kind of reveal where it's like he's actually on the boat too, or like, you know, what the actual thing is going on and not just like, here's the pyramid and this is where I am. You know, I was thinking of something where I don't I forget what it's called, but it's you know how in, they've done it in movies, TV shows, different things where it's like you're lo- and, and it's just like, a you know, an optical illusion. Anyway, you're looking at something and you think it's 2D and then you kind of like turn it and it's 3D. Like it's just your perception based on how you're seeing it. And I thought he was going to like, you know, I, I kept thinking of like, how is this window thing working here? How is she smashing something that you think is the actual world and it's the boat? You know, it's the ship. So I was like thinking that she was going to like turn and actually she really is just in a whole different scenario and she's just seeing what she thinks she's seeing. But, you know, we didn't we didn't get that, obviously. Yeah. OK. Um, the smallest little tiny last comment I have, because I just scrolled past it on my notes, is that uh, when Tova walked past room 2102, she looked afraid of the number. Uh, don't yeah. think that means anything, but I just want to put it out there just in case it means something. Well, I also go ahead, B. Toms. I just want to confirm the two confirmed special rooms are 10 1011 and 2022, is it? Or 2023? It's 110, it's 1101, right? Uh, You're making me scroll back. Making me scroll back. 1101 and 2202. It's room room 1099. What? No, that's not right. Unless I wrote that wrong. No, no, no. It's it's either 1011 or (laughs) 1101. I wrote that wrong. Well, okay. aren't there two rooms with shafts? It's the captain's, captain's room. I mean, we haven't proven yet that all the beds don't have that, but <laughs> technically, yeah, yeah. I, I cannot open this bag of worms up. I every <laughs> single, <laughs> every, every <laughs> single shaft. Put the cap back on, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm taking it off for a second. <laughs> every single shaft only goes into the person's room's scenario. Correct. If Ike goes with Mora into the shaft, in her room, they come out at the mental institution. Mm-hmm. If Ike and Mora go into Ike's shaft, I like that. Then, hey. like the boys, you know, I'm trying to get. Then they're at his old Burning home house. that got burnt down. So all of these characters that keep seeing their flashbacks, do they all have something under their bed? We'll see. That's all we need to see. Put the cap back on. Game over. Okay, game over. Uh, so yeah, that is. I want to throw. Let me throw something out there too, because okay. we didn't say it. Um, I I don't even. It's it feels bad to end talking about it, but I think it's kind of worth mentioning. That was a really weird scenario with Lucien kind of explaining his feelings to Clementine about how he just loves her so much that he hates her, basically, <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't make me like him anymore. And she seems to be all about it, which is really lame because it does seem like the Jerome and her hooking up is getting less of a chance, but. I just wanted to say that that's part of Lucian's character kind of explaining some of his actions, but fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say that Lucian won redemption points for me because he's just like, I know I have this terminal illness and like rather than put myself through the torture of falling in love with you and knowing what I will lose from dying, I'm just not even going to bother and I'm going to accept that I'm going to die and save us both the trouble of falling in love with each other and having to lose each other. Ah, he's a phony. Yeah. He I mean, listen, it, it I makes agree. It, it, Yeah. I want to say my dark horse is that Clements and Tova are going to fall in love. 
Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I could be down with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, either way, like the Lucian thing, I think his explanation makes sense that, you know, I hate you because it reminds me that I'm dying because I actually do love you and I don't want to get into that. But also, it doesn't take away the fact that he sandbagged the shit out of Jerome. Yeah, that was all he's going off. He's going off the whole karma thing like, oh, you know, I got out of it. But, you know, this is what I deserve to die. But, you know, yeah, you give us a little bit more backstory, but it doesn't make him any better of a person or character. Right. Okay. good now. Yeah. Yeah. So that will wrap up our discussion are just that was the most open forum <laughs> form of discussion we may have ever had on the podcast so um yeah thank you for listening to our just complete stream of consciousness about the show that is completely fucking our minds at the moment um i this is we're just doing this live i'm throwing this suggestion out there i'm thinking we're going to do episode seven as a standalone so that we can just so we can do episode eight as a standalone the finale Yep. Um, that seems like the best course of action for us. It does kind of stink that Netflix shows that this show itself has to be on Netflix where everything gets dropped at once. Cause I could see the show like taking over the internet. My if, goodness. If it came out it week, week to week, week. you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like all, even if it was two episodes a week, like we've been doing it, like the discussions that would be out there and the memes and everything. I just feel like it could literally hit the stratosphere, but that's not how Netflix does things. So that's not how we'll do things. And um, they've so, confirmed that they will not change that in the future, at least the yeah. foreseeable future. And if I, you guys I, can believe it, people that don't podcast love being able to binge at their leisure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but my roommate I d- is like, he's like, anybody who isn't Netflix can suck it. They do it right. They just drop <laughs> no. it all at the same time. HBO Max, watching House of the Dragon week to week was amazing. For sure. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. If you took issue with anything that we said, if you think you're smarter than we are, quite likely, um, please reach out to us. If you're watching on YouTube, toss a comment. If you want to DM us on Twitter at Bingetown TV, you can even throw it out publicly. Uh, we're actually recording this on this is Wednesday night, so the show hasn't officially dropped yet. But um, if you still want to even just give your thoughts, throw them at us. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to chat about the shows that we love. So uh, please don't be afraid to reach out to us about your thoughts about 1899 and our coverage of it. Um, if you want to find us on another social media that's not Twitter, Instagram at Bingetown TV, we have a website, which is a collection of all of our TV shows. At this point, we've been at this for a few years now. We have covered a million shows. Uh, we're probably doing Rick and Morty at this moment, too. It's it's about to come back after its midseason break. So we'll be covering that. Uh, more shows to come in the future. So if you want to check out our collection of shows, definitely go on BingetownTV.com. It's just the easiest way to get all of them kind of you know batched together instead of scrolling through all the feeds. Uh, if you're listening on any podcast service, please subscribe. You'll get all of the notifications when we drop episodes. And we mentioned it, Jimmy plugged it earlier but just to say it again if you're feeling super generous extra generous patreon.com slash bingetown tv uh, you can donate some money to us uh, we do have some exclusive episodes on there like interviews and just kind of more freeform episodes of us just talking in general about our lives and tv shows and movies and books so if you're interested in that you can find that there as well and thank you for listening you're listening to the geekscape network 